0: San Marcos it's a Bobcat winner and a repeat Sunbelt Conference Championship for the Bobcats. Right down the middle struck him out as the Bobcats have knocked off the top right team of the country in their house. Another episode of the States Up podcast. I'm your host, Brian Freeman, and again, typically on the podcast, we visit with these student athletes here at uh, Texas State. We had a very special uh, podcast earlier in the week, though, that kind of focused more on the uh, T Association Hall of Honor class. Great talking with. Uh, the members of that class uh kevin gergaitis a, a former football player back in the 70s a couple of track, track stars and drew Fucci and bridget foster hilton and of course baseball great tyler sibley congratulations to those four and in their induction into the uh, t association hall of honor uh but kind of circling things back to the student athletes here and the fall season is not done yet in fact as we record this podcast today bobcat volleyball is getting ready to play its opening game uh, match i should say the ncaa tournament they're facing smu in the austin regional so hopefully by the time we're done we're done recording this they're playing again on friday and uh, bobcat football is not done yet either uh seven and five record in the regular season they're bowl bound and, and again as we record this podcast we don't know the destination yet but we should in the next uh, few days or so uh but some big news coming out earlier today with Bobcat football that being the all-conference honors and uh, two players were named first-team all Sun Belt Conference. You had Ishmael Mahdi is an all-purpose player, had an incredible year this year um, as a kick returner, as a running back, certainly. And Mason Shipley, the other one, first-team All-Conference kicker for the Bobcats, right. the first uh, Bobcat to earn that honor since 2005, 18 years ago, Seth Jones, back in the Southland Conference days. On the topic of Mason Shipley, he's our guest on this week's podcast. He joins us now, a sophomore out of Liberty Hill, Texas, coming off a remarkable regular season. Mason, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Glad to uh, have this conversation
1: with you. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, Mason, the same. The same. And again, congratulations. You know, Thank first you. I team. Appreciate that. Yeah, first team on Conference Honors. Well deserved. You're a, a perfect to on field goals this season. Uh, As you kind of, you know, look back at this year, what was your first year as the full-time place kicker for this program? You know, uh, what's that the most to you?
1: So, yeah, uh, last year, um, being a kickoff specialist, kind of more long field goals, only had one last year. But kind of stepping into this role as really, you know, the Mm -hmm. the true place kicker, um, just doing kind of field goals. Um, it, it was, it's a big responsibility, you know, um, we had, you know, Seth last year, he had a, he had a great season, uh, he's doing well. And then, you know, me coming in kind of just learning from older guys, uh, that were, that are at the position I'm at now, um, and coming into their shoes, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty cool experience. It's pretty great. We've had a, a great season. Um, definitely got to shout this out, but I give like all my glory to the Lord, um, for giving mm-hmm. me the opportunity to be here. Um, I'm very blessed and just happy that, that I got this opportunity this year.
0: You know you uh you mentioned Seth Keller, who was a tremendous sure, yeah. kicker you know with his, yep. with this program and as you said now he's he's still playing really well at Kansas you know, for a team that's also having a really good season. So there was some unknown this year, you know, with the new staff, you know, and with that open spot for, you know, place kicker. So you bring in a new special teams coach, Daniel Prado, and there's, you know, a, a competition for it. In fact, we, we saw, you know, uh, several different um, uh, kickoff specialists this year, uh, to include yourself, you know, Matthew Velasco, Michael James as well. What was that competition like and, and what has it been like in trying to fill, you know, what was like at the beginning of the year, trying to um, fill the shoes left behind by Seth Keller? Yeah,
1: so, um, yeah, you got Matt Velasco, Michael James, two uh, great guys, really good teammates. Um, we, we, we all get along very well. Um, but, yeah, at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season, um, you know, we were battling out competition uh, as it is everywhere. And I already felt pretty strong about the the field goal position. Um I was just kind of used to it, just doing it all summer, spring. We always practice it, and um, you know they. Uh, I think Matt started out the season on kickoff. Um, you know they they have really good kickoff legs, big legs, and um, they they kind of switched off a little bit. I got a little bit of uh, a little bit of time on kickoff this year, um, so you know it was good. It was good
0: so uh i don't think it's any coincidence you know you look at the turnaround this season there there are a lot of factors behind it certainly you know a a new staff um you know some new players brought in um just uh, again there's a lot of you know uh reasons why the team was so much better this year but i don't think it's any secret that the improvement of special teams has had a lot to do with the success you know uh, between Your ability as a kicker, Ishmael Mati's ability as a returner, Holbert, Joey Holbert as well as a pumper turner, the kick coverage units as well. Um, just how good, from your perspective, was special teams this season?
1: Well, I thought we were great, yeah. Um, coach Prada does an amazing job on kind of coaching us on belief and confidence. I think that's a, a huge thing, that if you have a coach that believes in you and is confident mm-hmm. in you doing your job, that, I mean, that changes everything. And just the way he schemes things up um, and really pours out his belief that, you know, we're going to every kickoff return that we, we get, you know, we're going to score it. You know, that's uh, like his expectation every time, like on field, mm-hmm. every time I touch field, you know, um, you know, we score every time. It's kind of like the mindset. So just uh, him, like being around all the guys, you know, he's a really interject dude, really, really good guy, a great mentor. Um, he, he really changed special teams around. And then, you know, he just got the players in the right spots at the right time. At the right time. And, um, yeah, we, we had a lot of success on special teams this year.
0: Anybody who knows me knows that um, I don't believe in announcer jinxes. And yeah, so yeah. anytime you would light up a field goal, I was, you know, happy to say that uh, Mason Shipley yeah. has not missed this season, and you, and you haven't. Again, 14-14, yep. to 14, one of three kickers in the country this year, by the way, that yep. has not missed a kick. And the 14 field goals also ties the program record. Um, mm-hmm. When I think back, though, to, like, you know, big kicks, none of the games came down to whether or not yep. you made or missed a kick necessarily. Mm-hmm. But for you, what, was the, what do you think was the biggest kick you made this year? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, the biggest
1: kick, I would say, uh, the ULM game, I think, was a, a big game for – for mm-hmm. the field goal unit, um, we, we didn't even get a PAT. We just had three straight field goals that game. Um, we won by one point. So I mean, it kind of just goes to show you how important special teams is mm-hmm. um, in that aspect. So I think uh, really just all those kicks combined, I think were probably the biggest kicks of, of the year, just having three, three field goals, just going out there, doing your job, doing what you're supposed to do. And so, yeah, I think I'd say that one, that game.
0: You know, Mason, you, you've accomplished so much in a very short amount of time here. Yeah, I mentioned the, you know, the year you've had, the records you've set at Texas State. You also set one with your lone field goal last year. Um, the only opportunity you got to kick was the yep. home opener against FIU. It was a fifty-four yarder. You nailed it. The distance, uh, the longest in uh, in program history. So, uh, how strong is your leg, and what, what's what's the uh, what's the range for you? Uh,
1: you know, I'd like to say I have a pretty strong leg. Um, Range-wise, mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking, I, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that uh, during a game. You know, you got wind and, and weather. Um, that always kind of affects the ball. But, I mean, I would say probably, you know, around that 55 range, um, confidently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got wind on your back. I think 50, around that 55 range is, is um, you know, you're pretty confident about But anything past that is just like, you know, just hit a really good ball. We just try to hit the same ball every time. But, yeah.
0: So I mentioned you're from Liberty Hill. Went to a really, yes, really yep. good high school, you yep. know, football program. And, but your your college career starts in Stillwater at Oklahoma yep, State. Yes, um, it didn't work out for you there. You transferred yep. to Texas State. So when you when you were in the portal, it's such a – know a uh, a high button topic these days, especially this time of year oh, yeah. I know as the regular yep. season is, is is ended players are are entering the portal left and right. When you enter the portal yourself three years ago and you're looking for a new home, what was it about Texas State? So I had a connection with coach Whitworth. He was here mm-hmm. a couple
1: of years back. He was a special teams guy. before I even went to Oklahoma State, uh, we, we were kind of texting uh, they kind of wanted me here. And so I went to Stillwater and uh, things just didn't really work out the way I thought they would. And so I just gave him a text. Uh, He still wanted me, so I came here. And just kind of that connection that I had with him in high school uh, followed into the college, my college career. And I felt like it was a really good opportunity to just come here and see uh, what the opportunity presents itself.
0: You know, again, I mentioned the transfer portal and the fact that it's a hot button topic, and I feel like there's a lot of debate about it. Yep. You know, from fans, you know, some yeah. are, are very much you know on board with it, others are not. Um, yeah. Tell me, from, from a student athlete's perspective, you know, what does the transfer portal, what opportunities does it give you? Um, are you are are you a fan of it? Kind of thing. You know, what is it a student athlete's perspective from entering and being in the portal?
1: Yeah, I think uh, the portal. I mean, it's good. It can be good and it can be bad. There's there's Mm -hmm. uh, two ways to it. It's either good or bad for you. I think that if you just if you if you don't feel like they you're getting treated the correct way, and you know you got the stats, and you know there's a lot of things that go into it, and you transfer, um, you know it might be good for you. But if you don't really you know have the stats, if you don't, um, you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side is what a lot of Mm -hmm. people say. and and I think a lot of people right now are kinda of just transferring the transfer, you know, see what they can get. Um and it you know, it doesn't work out for, for most people, I'm be honest with you. So yeah, just the grass isn't greener on, on the other side all the time. I think uh, people gotta realize that. But I mean if you if you're in a situation to where, you know, you're just really not liking it, um it's just not working out for you, I think it's a good opportunity to see see what you can get out of it.
0: You know, uh, when looking looking up more more information about you, yep. and, and, I, and I find that um, you know you're uh, you're in a family of kickers. Your twin That's brother, right. yeah. uh, you know Matthew, is a really good yeah. kicker at the University of Hawaii. Another another sure. brother of yours, Michael, is also a collegiate right. kicker. So, um, for the three of you guys, you know, growing up, you know, pursuing this um, and getting to where all three yep. of you are now, uh, how much have you enjoyed that? No, it's awesome. I think growing
1: up, uh, just the competition between uh, all of us, me and Matthew, uh, were twin brothers. So There's a lot mm-hmm. of competition between me and him. Our older brother, Michael, he's two years older than us. He kind of sparked the interest in kicking. Uh, he went out one day and he just started kicking and pretty good at it better than everybody else. So he, he started the spark for me and Matthew. We got really serious into it in high school and then in high school we would just kind of switch uh, kickers. Like we, we held for each other. So one person would do a kickoff and then the PAT field goal, and the next person would do the next kickoff PAT field goal. So just having my brothers around, um, kind of coaching each other, that, that's a big thing, is, is we'd always kind of evaluate each other. we coach each other tell each other what we're doing wrong, what we're doing right. And me and Matthew, we still do that to this day. I don't really have like a kicking coach. He's, he's, you know, we'd kind of mm. text each other, um, You know, other than Coach Prado, of course. Um, We'll text each other and, and and see what we did wrong and what we did right. I think that's a pretty cool, pretty neat thing that uh, twin kickers. So,
0: yeah, you know what's funny too? Uh, when I was referencing your your kicks this year, there wasn't none of them were like you know with one second left to win or lose yeah, a game. Yeah. But your brother uh, Matthew in the regular season finale for Hawaii, they're facing mm-hmm. Colorado State. Game is tied. And he is kicking in a pressure situation oh, yeah. to win the game, and he did it. He won the game, yep. you know, for Hawaii. How proud were you of your twin brother in that moment?
1: No, yeah, that, that's awesome. Awesome for him. Uh, he, so that's like his second game winner of the year, actually. And mm-hmm. so, so he's he's had a really big year. Uh, kicked a few fifty-plus yarders this year, so it's pretty proud of him. Um, that's awesome. But yeah, that, that last one this past weekend where he was sprinting out there. They they thought he was mm-hmm. out of balance and he goes, doesn't even take his steps and just kicks it. You know, it just shows a lot a lot about how much talent that he has and and you know, really how good he is at at his job. Yeah.
0: You know, when I think of social media, uh, a lot of people use it for self promotion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um uh, but when I look through your timeline, and by the way, if our fans want to look you up, it's Mason yep. Shipley, the number one uh, on Twitter. Yep. Twitter, uh, that's your user handle. Like everything is retweets about your brothers, right? Yeah. I, I mentioned you're the game winner from Matthew because that's at the top of your timeline yeah. right now because you retweeted <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, I think even that that's up there more than uh, uh, yeah. uh, not your own accolade from the Sunbelt yeah. Conference. It shows yeah, how yeah. much you you know you, you care for your brothers. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, why is that significant for you to use that platform to promote not yourself, but your family? Yep. So yeah, I, I think it's
1: pretty cool. Um,
0: I'm not, I'm not a huge like social media user. If you, you
1: know, you look me up, I'm not, I'm not huge on it. Uh, just never really have been, but yeah, I just seen, uh, I like, you know, family, uh, twin brother. I just, I've always kind of, uh, just retweeted stuff, his stuff. Um, because whenever i was at oklahoma state you know not playing i guess even my first year here i wasn't playing he was playing i thought it was pretty cool so i just you know retweeted and i've always done it ever since so that's kind of why i do it um just always done it just kind of have it i guess you could say
0: but yeah so you know a year ago um again you were the kickoff specialist not you know, the place kicker that was seth keller and the and the mm-hmm. team of course, there's no hiding around it or getting around it. It was a tough year, you know, It led to a, a change in leadership, you know, within the program. But mm-hmm. a change has been for the better. And things have certainly worked out, you know, really well. Yep. And now that this program is in a position to to do something that's never been done before. And that's playing a big game. Mm-hmm. And, and you yep. are a significant part of that. You know, this this program joined the FBS ranks um, 11 years ago, 2012. They had been mm-hmm. eligible twice, didn't get to go eligible this year for the first time since 2014. Uh, The seven wins the most, again, in nine years. And um, in 14, the team got left out, but this year they're going to go. What does it mean for you uh, to be a part of a season like this? Oh, it's awesome.
1: It's amazing. I mean, there's a lot of people in in the country that, you know, don't get to go to a bowl game this year. As a matter of fact, a lot of people that might have never been to a bowl game in their college career. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely something special. Uh, I know my brother's been to one uh, and, you know, he tell me about the experience. Um, They won, they got a ring. So I think that's just so cool that, you know, we get to bond as a team, go somewhere and, and showcase our talent on live television. I think it's awesome.
0: And you see the way that the fans have really, you know, bought in this year. Yes, I, sure. yeah. There was when the team clinched ball eligibility, the win over Georgia Southern. Of course, mm-hmm. there was that great scene of the river with the team, and yeah. and the way that the, you know, I think some fans even showed up to that as well and jumped into the river. And you know, the way they've been reacting on social media, the the, the attendance this year that set a record this season, over one hundred and twenty thousand, I think, total attendance yeah. this year at, uh, at at Bobcat Stadium was <laughs> set you know, a record, um, yeah. it really feels like it's been just tremendous fan service this year for the football program. As you've gotten to know the Texas State community, the student body, you know, the, the community of San Marcos, how happy are you for the fan base that they finally get to enjoy a year like this?
1: Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it, it changes, changes everything, having, having more fans at our games is such an advantage to us because, you know, the student section, they're always chirping and whatnot. But yeah, having mm-hmm. the place packed, is, it's huge for recruits too. They see that and they're like, oh, I want to go here. So I think that's thats really cool. I think that's part of the reason we're probably going to get bigger recruits this year is because of our fans, mm-hmm. you know, they come to the games, they see that, uh, the environment, uh, the tradition we have here. And I think it's just awesome that, that we had so many people come out to our games and, and the new lights, the new, uh, you know, mm-hmm. all the cameras, the, the flashes, I guess, uh, in fourth quarter, I think that's really cool. Uh, it's big for the yeah. players too. Uh, they, they, we all love it. So I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Mason, this has been awesome getting a chance to to talk with you, you know, as you, uh, you know, uh, finished out the regular season, you know, uh, perfect. Again, uh, uh, 14 for 14 this year and well-deserved honors for, you know, Sunbelt Conference uh, first team, uh, uh, first team all-conference honors, you know, as a place kicker. So thanks again, Mason, and uh, looking forward to the bowl game and and maybe some big kicks uh, still to come this season here in 2023. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate uh, your time. You got it. That again, Mason Shipley joining us on the State Sub Podcast in the Bobcats Bowl Bound. We're going to find out their destination here in just uh, a few days or so. So looking forward to that. That's going to wrap up this week's edition of the State Sub Podcast. For Mason, I'm Brain Freeman. as always, reminding you to keep your stakes up, and we'll see you next time.